those solely of its speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of WMUA, its management board, or the board of trustees of the University of Massachusetts. It's McCormick for the win! It's good! Deep three for the win! She banks it in! That was incredible! The three, it's good! And the foul! Welcome to UMass Women's Basketball on WMUA Sports and UMassAthletics.com. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the UMass Women's Basketball Show here on WMUA 91.1 FM. I'm Ryan Beaton alongside Cam Seibert. We are here at the John Francis Kennedy Champion Center alongside head coach of the Minute Women, Tori Verdi. Coach, how you doing this morning? I'm good. Good, good. We'll uh, jump right into it. It's got to be one of the toughest jobs in coaching, but losing by one point on the road. Difficult situation to be in, I guess. How do you console your team, keep things positive-minded? Well, I mean, you know, um, you know, it's kind of self-inflicted. You know, we we go on the road and play St. Joe's, and you know, for for the first three periods, we don't show up. You know, regardless of, you know, uh, you know, the travel issues and everything else that we had, we weren't ready to play. And uh, but we could leave that game at the end knowing you know we competed you know and put ourselves in position to win the game you know i thought our players did an unbelievable job of playing in the fourth period and you know and and almost stole that game but uh, you know we were down 18 points and nothing seemed to be going right for us and uh, on both sides of the ball you know we didn't execute our game plan we didn't defend we didn't box out we didn't rebound um, offensively, we were a train wreck, and everyone was just trying to, you know, go one on one, and 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 so, you know, we, we were just out of sync for whatever it was, and then we finally got a spark from Destiny Philoxy, you know, and and uh, who's moved in the starting lineup, and uh, just, you know, provided some uh, point production, and and then all of a sudden we started feeling good, and then we went on a run, and you know, we go out, and we outscore them, you know, twenty two to eight, yeah, twenty two to eight in the fourth period, and 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 there we were, you know, one one point away. You know, and, and one thing that, you know, I communicated to our team was we can't wait, you know, and, and, and you know, every night it's going to be a battle on the 8-10 and uh, you, you can't just, you know, not play three periods and then all of a sudden think that, okay, fourth period, you know, let's go. It doesn't happen that way. And so, you know, so, you know, as far as the positives, you know, they understand where we are right now and, you know, with five games left and, you know, in, in, in the conference, you know, season, you know, we're, we're pushing to host a, you know, a, a conference a playoff game here. And, you know, and realistically, we, we definitely need to win, you know, four or at least three, you know, the next five. And, and so that's the reality of it. But um, every game is extremely important, you know, but but it's been frustrating because you look at our four lo- our four losses out of our last six games and we lost by a total of 10 points. Four games, ten points, and so we're right there, you know. And and I've always said this, you know. There, there's four pillars to, to rebuilding a program, you know. And, and it and it's lose big, lose close, win close, you know, win big. And we're still on pillar two to three, you know. I feel like we're we're we're, we're you know losing games really close, but yet we're winning some games as well. And so we're moving towards that pillar three, you know, but we've had some, you know, really good games, you know, and, and, and really good wins, you know, the last two games, you know, back to back to Duquesne game was a great one for us. And, um, and so was Rhode Island. Yeah, kind of looking back at Rhode Island, the 2-3 defense is doing a really good job of defending yep. their three ball. They actually went 0 of 19 shooting threes. The other day against St. Joe's, they had a little more success knocking down 10 threes, and Alyssa Moynihan kind of had her way. So yep. what was the difference really in those matchups? Well, I mean, you know, Monahan is, 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 you know, 
you know, first team all conference player, and you know she's shooting thirty five footers. I mean, and, and and it goes in, you know, and you know it's just frustrating because you know we we felt that you know we would defend you know, almost the entire shot clock and then it would be a broken play and then the ball would just get to Monaghan late or, you know, one of the players, you know, like, the, you know, at the end of the game and they just, you know, throw up a shot and goes in and it's three points and, like, we're right there, you know. So, you know, th- that part's frustrating. But, um, you know, the difference is, uh, you know, um, we had, you know, more energy. We had more of a want to, uh, you know, in our last game against Rhode Island, you know, and, and for whatever reason, I just felt like, you know, we weren't flying around and we, we weren't systematic defensively enough to, to beat St. Joe's, you know, and, and now we were in the, in the fourth period, but, you know, like I said earlier, you, you can't, you can't wait, you know, that long and, and think you're going to come out with the win. Now, I guess we'll look ahead a little bit. I'll preface it first by, uh, with, by saying, uh, you guys definitely benefit from playing uh, at home with two games, two more games on the docket. How could you look to close out the season positively with games against Fordham and URI? You know, um, uh, again, you know, regardless, you know, of who we're playing, you know, we're kind of like just focusing on that next game. And, 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 and so regardless if they're at home or away, you know, we got to focus on our next our next opponent, you know, and, and every game right now, you know, is, is big for us. It's huge for us, you know, and, and, and as we're marching towards, you know, our same win total from a year ago, you know, we want to keep this, the winning trajectory going in the, in the right direction and, and pile up a couple more and, and hopefully, you know, kind of catapult us in, into some type of postseason tournament or whatever it is. But but again, you know, it's, it's one game at a time, regardless of our opponent, you know, I expect our players to come out and, 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 and play as hard as they possibly can and execute and represent the University of Massachusetts, you know, the way we, 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 we know we can. And and the positive thing about this is, is, you know, we feel like, you know, when we play our best, like we, we could play with and or beat, you know, any team, you know, in, in the A-10. You know, we've showed it. You know, we go on the road. You know, you look at, you know, VCU, you know, they're up at the top in the A-10, you know, and, and, and they just beat, you know, uh, Dayton, you know, uh, last night. And, and so, you know, if we're saying that, you know, VCU's at, up at the top and yet we lose to them at their place by four four points. And again, it, it's just one or two possessions that bounce our way. We're right there, you know. But again, you know, we have to be systematic. We have to play really well together. Presence down low, constant double doubles. Yep. Uh, but then this year, and you guys didn't really have the scoring last year. You might have wanted, but this year it seems like things have kind of flip flopped. Yep. A lot of guard play, good scoring around this team. What do you think is? How do you think that's kind of affecting the team's ability to win in a conference where there's so many great big players? Yeah, you know, we definitely miss Maggie. I mean, she was a walking, you know, double double. You look at her development as a player the last two years, you know, um, in our program. I mean, it it was unbelievable, you know. Um, and and so we definitely miss that. We we miss her rebounding ability. You know, she was able to rebound out of her area. You know, her length bothered uh, you know a lot of players. Um, you know, she was dominant down low. You know, we would iso her on on the block and throw it in side and you know and, and get those buckets around the rim where you know this year it's a little bit different because of our personnel and and so you know so we try to take advantage of that you know um offensively you know and and, and kind of flip-flop you know from last year to this year is where more guard oriented you know attacking you know the rim getting downhill driving and kicking you know to open shooters so more of the scoring production more of the scoring responsibilities have moved more to- towards the guards you know than the bigs you know and and you know as 
guys are bigs. You know, they're freshmen. They're learning. You know, and, and they're still getting acclimated. And they're, you know, we're, we're we're still working with them to really grow their games here. And and hopefully, you know, we'll we'll have a little bit more post presence in the future. I mean, I know we will, especially with the class that we just recruited. And and those guys will get you know continuing to get better and and, and c- continuing to get healthier. Um, but we're excited about uh, you know what we're bringing here in in, in next year's class. Uh, looking forward to this weekend's game against Davidson. Last time you played them, one of your biggest games of the year, you beat them on the road. How do you plan to kind of have that same success, and how do you plan to prepare against four double-digit scores they have on their lineup? Yeah, you know, again, you know, um, they're, they're one of the, you know, you know, they lead, you know, the A-10 in scoring. Um, you know, they're fast-paced. They do a great job of attacking the transition. They attack downhill, the driving kick, the get you in rotation, and all this, that, and the other. So, number one is you got to contain their dribble penetration. Um, you you got to stop them in transition, you know. And so we got to do a great job of finding the basketball, pushing a sideline, you know, and protecting the basket. And, and we got to force them to to play in the half court. We can't give them run outs. We can't give them one-legged layups, you know. So you got you got to take all that away from them, you know. And then, and then next. You got to box out and rebound. You got to limit them to being one and done because they do a great job of, you know, um, getting offense rebounds. And what they do is instead of going up with it, you know, they have four shooters on the perimeter. They kick it out for threes, and, and that's where they really, really hurt you. You know, we gave up 19 offensive rebounds to them. You know, the last time we played them, um, a lot of that has to do with the zone. So we got to do a better job of finding people um, and boxing them out. But uh, you know, as far as the last game, you know, when we went down there, we played really, really hard for 40 minutes. You know, right from the start. You know, our, 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 our players, you know, they were locked in. They were focused. And, um, you know, they did a great job of executing, you know, our game plan. And, and so um, kudos to them for that. And, and, again, tomorrow, you know, we got to come out with some fight. You know, we expect, you know, Davidson to come in. And they've lost the last two. And, and, and so, you know, we expect them to come in and, um, you know, give us everything that they have. But, um, again, we have to be systematic on both sides of the ball. And we have to be locked in. And we have to be focused for 40 minutes. And we need everyone's best throughout that throughout throughout the game. Coach, lastly, with Senior Day coming up, a captain, a Venezuelan national team player, and a walk-on, all going to be featured. Pretty diverse group. What are you going to miss most about this group of seniors? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're so different, you know, and 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 they all have different experiences. You look at Jessica George, who, you know, came in, you know, to the program, and I've said this, you know, all along, and, you know, I didn't think that she could play here at this level, and at that point in time, that was my evaluation when I took over the program, you know, and, and we talked about how important it was for her, you know, uh, playing basketball, and I said to her, if you really want to play basketball, then, you know, you, you need to look at some other schools and some other options, and she said, this is where she wanted to be, she's committed to this, and she's going to work her butt off, and that's exactly what she did, you know, and she, she you know, wanted to know what what is it that you need me to work on we talked about it and and she did exactly that and and so as a player you know that's exactly what you want you want that response you know as a coach you know you know i'm brutally honest i'm going to tell you exactly what i'm thinking and sometimes as a coach you know a lot of people don't like hearing that you know but i'd rather you know i mean i think as a player you would want me to be honest with you you know from the start from the get-go and instead of telling you something that isn't you know and so that was my evaluation of her she she obviously 
obviously, you know, want, you know, did everything that she wanted to do here, and she's, you know, been been a really good, you know, basketball player for us. But her skill set has improved. There's no question about that. You know, from day one to where it is now, uh, she's more confident. Um, she's our she's she's our one of our co-captains as well. So you know, she has that leadership, um, you know, that she brings each and every single day. And then you look at Hennessy Rivera. You know, recruited her from Panola College, Junior College, and and, and again comes in. She's quite the character, but you know, can explode offensively and give you that offensive production that you need. You know, she's been really valuable, you know, in some games where we're just like struggling to score and she comes in, you know, games like, you know, the Davidson game, the LaSalle game, you know, the Duquesne game, like she comes in and she, and she provides you with that offense production, helps us, you know, win some games, but she's quite the character. And then lastly, we got Mackenzie Sullivan, as you said, you know, right here, you know, South Hadley native and uh, who's a walk-on for us and uh, earned a scholarship halfway through for, for her last semester here. And, um, you know, she was somebody that uh, we could count on each and every single day, you know, in practice. And as we go throughout the season, you know, you have all these numbers, you have all these, you know, players, you know, but then you have injuries. And then sometimes, you know, you know, you may be at, you know, 10 or, or nine. And, and then, you know, you have somebody like Mackenzie, you know, Sullivan, who's been there from day one, doing everything that everyone else does and who's committed to our program has done just an unbelievable job of stepping in to fill in the void. So we appreciate all three of those guys and um, everything that they've uh, contributed uh, to our program. Seniors get high praise from their coach. Coach, thanks for stopping by this morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Women's basketball head coach Tori Verdi on the air with us this morning. We want to thank him again. Uh, we're going to cut some uh, commercial break, but we will be right back. Stay tuned to WMUA 91.1 FM. This is UMass Athletic. With so many people taking pain medications on a daily basis, doctors of chiropractic are reminding everyone suffering from pain from joints, muscles, ligaments, and tendons, as well as chronic pain, that there is a proven, non-surgical, drug-free, natural approach to pain management. Chiropractic Care. Chiropractic provides pain relief without side effects and without over-the-counter medications. Visit your chiropractor and find one near you at masschiro.org. Hey, Pioneer Valley. Are you looking to get involved in the local music scene or just looking to catch a hot gig? Then look no further. We are SALT, Students for Alternative Music at UMass Amherst. We book shows in and around the UMass campus featuring local and touring acts two or three times a month. To find out more about upcoming events or to get involved, check out our Facebook page, Students for Alternative Music. Hi, this is Coolio. I have it, you have it, we all have it. It's called blood. And every three seconds, someone needs blood. Each year, four million people need blood transfusions. You can help by becoming a blood donor. It's fast, simple, and safe. One donation from you can save up to three lives. Be a lifesaver. Call 1-866-FROM-YOU. That's 1-866-376-6968. Toll free to find out where you can donate and save a life today. Interested in joining WMUA, the student-run college radio station at UMass Amherst? Whether you're interested in pursuing a career in broadcast journalism, you have a passion for music, or you're just looking for a space on campus to call your own, WMUA is the place for you. From music and news to sports and public affairs programming, students of all majors and interests are encouraged to contact us today. To find out how to get involved, email us at production at WMUA.org and tell us what you're all about. Before you know it, it'll be your voice broadcasting here on 91.1 WMUA, the radio voice of UMass Amherst. Welcome back to UMass Women's Basketball. 
Welcome back into the UMass Women's Basketball Show here on WMUA 91.1 FM. If you're just tuning in, I'm Ryan Beaton alongside Cam Seibert. We're going to have Ryan Gallant on the show in a little bit. We just had a great sit-down with Coach Verdi. WMUA's own Colin Cronin sat down with senior captain Jessica George yesterday during media availability to ask a few questions. Before we do anything else, we're going to play that exclusive audio for you right now. Here it is. So, Jess, real quick, um, obviously your game has come a long way since your freshman year, but I think you were just hinting at your personality has really come out, especially this year now being a leader. Uh, what do you think was the biggest change for you, if it wasn't one particular thing, but what is the change that happened here at UMass that made you more comfortable in taking on this leadership role? Um, I think the biggest change for me was just, I guess, the expectations of me growing as a player, you know, coming into my senior year. You know, there's more expectations as me when I was a freshman. So I think that me accepting those expectations and me growing into those was just like the whole the whole change course I guess you could say and yeah you thank you very much thank you thank, thank you thank you thanks Ryan first game you know focus on the same goals that we had you know shutting down their key scores and playing good defense stuff like that and then you guys shot the ball really well last time, especially from three. Is that something that you hope to do again? Yeah, of course. I mean, um, you know, we're trying to get in the gym as much as possible, get yeah, as much shots as possible. So that's definitely another goal that we have coming up. And then being able to beat them on the road, does that give you any extra confidence coming back home playing them again? Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, on road wins are always, you know, good wins to have because, you know, we're not home, we're not in front of our fans. So I think it means a little bit more on the road. But overall, just wins in general is what we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Saturday Senior Day, um, it's your final whole game here at UMass. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts heading into that one? Um, it's bittersweet. <laughs> it came quick. But um, most of all, I just want to play good. I want the team to play good. You know, everybody come out with a win. Everyone, you know, ending happy. The season and happy. So. And looking back on your time here at UMass, what are you most proud of? Um. Wow, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> I guess I say, um, just how I've grown as a player and where I've come to, like this point of the season. I think that when I first came in here, I was, you know, a little to myself, you know, introverted. So I think that my growth from then until now is just something that I can just look down and just be like. You know, I gave it my all. I did what I did. I did as I did everything that I could do, um, and you know, just keep it going. Ryan Gallant joins us, sports information director for UMass women's basketball, sort of the women's basketball insider here at UMass. Ryan, how you doing this morning? Hi guys, how's it going? Good, good. We were just with Coach. Uh, we recapped a little bit of last game. We previewed the road ahead. Um, you just heard from Jessica George. This season so far, uh, she is averaging 32 minutes, the second most on the team, right behind Haley Lydell. She's shooting 38% from behind the arc. And uh, last game, she had 11 points. She was two for four from behind the arc, three rebounds, a steal. She was part of that sort of comeback. They didn't, they weren't able to come away with the win. But uh, I guess Ryan, I'll, I'll ask you, what were your initial thoughts uh, from last game? Well, you know, unfortunately, I think. You know, it, uh, as coach, I, I th- honestly think coach, you know, kind of hit the nail on the head. It was certainly a, a valiant, a furious comeback effort down the stretch to have Philadelphia Wednesday night. You know, UMass was down 18 points uh, late in the third quarter, did not throw in the towel, did not mail it in one bit, you know, fought to the very end. Uh, but unfortunately, as coach also touched upon, you know, it was it was a slow start for the minute women. Um, 
you know, they were outscored. I, I think it was 10 nothing in the first seven minutes or so in the game. Um, and that's something that, you know, if, if you take that away, you know, you, you possibly, you know, that, that stretch of the first seven minutes of the ball game, you know, you potentially have a, a different outcome. You know, you're, you're potentially 6-5 and five in the A-10 in a, in a very jam-packed uh, middle group in the standings. And, you know, you're, you're potentially, in, in, at this stage, uh, in, in better position to host an A-10 first-round game. The, the challenge here is, you know, UMass has been right there in, I think it's seven of, of UMass's 12 losses have been decided by five points or less. And a handful of those have been in, in conference games. VCU, Richmond, St. Joe's, St. Bonaventure. That's that's four that I counted right there. There might be one or two others. Um, not Dayton, but... Um, you know, the, the challenge is that of those close losses, yes, UMass is right there, but those close losses are also partially against some teams that UMass is battling for for those top eight spots. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, the, the head-to-head tiebreaker is, is the first tiebreaker in the A-10 standings, which, you know, hopefully hopefully doesn't come down to that, but something that could be in play as we uh, hit the home stretch of the regular season here, fellas. Yeah, we know we we know that they've kept it close against really good teams, and they've dropped some games to some teams that aren't so good. And you know, we just we've in the in past shows we've discussed the parity of the A10 in general. Um, so it's definitely definitely sort of fits the theme of this season. Um, sort of transitioning onto the next thing, Philoxy, she saw her first 30 minute game. Cam, I know we talk about her all the time on the broadcast. Uh, what are your thoughts about you know coach's decision to start uh, start incorporating her into the starting lineup? I mean, I think it's a great one. I mean, you've seen just the production she's provided. She's coming off the bench, and she's getting, yeah, her minutes have increased all throughout the season. But to put her in the starting lineup is almost a no-brainer. I mean, the energy she brings even before the game, if she wasn't playing at all, she could, she's a huge asset for the team. She's pumping players up and doing the right things. But then as a scoring asset, yeah, she can go both ways to the rim. She can drive. She even showed a jump shot a little bit at times this year, too, that she can pull. So, yeah, I mean, putting her in the starting lineup is a no-brainer, and it's work, too, putting Bree Hampton Bay on the wing a little bit and letting different players, Vashni Perry and Destiny Philoxy, almost run the point. Looking for player if they're not if they're going to the rim if Destiny's going to the rim and she has options to score people have to step up and defend her so she's just been key in finding players open and getting herself points and getting the team going and like Coach said a huge offensive spark in that game to try to start a comeback so yeah and for UMass that comeback pretty much led solely by Philoxy and George they started the fourth quarter really strong went on a, started with a twelve to two run uh, for um, excuse me for um, Bridget or not, uh, excuse me, uh, Monaghan played all 40 minutes, 20 points, shooting workhorse. I guess, Ryan, I'll ask, uh, what does UMass have to do to stop premier shooters like Monaghan? That's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, and I think it was it, it was odd, and, you know, and I don't want to say it was, you know, if you want to pinpoint one aspect of that game that, you know, kind of turned the table or was indicative of how the game went, but, you know, you could see, you know, ball distribution would finally find its way to Monaghan, puts up a 35-footer and somehow goes in. Um, you know, I think one thing that Coach talked about was, you know, boxing out, rebounding. And I know that doesn't necessarily answer your question wholly, but I think <laughs> two, two things there that if UMass can address that, we're cutting into, you know, we're, we're chipping away here. Yeah. I think it also ties back even like a few games to Duquesne when uh, Cassidy Almagrosso was doing the same thing. They were getting the shot clock down on defense it looks like they're they're frant- the other team's frantic and they can't get a shot up and then Amagrosso would get it in her hands, throw it up almost unset up not set up, like yeah. thirty five feet behind the three point line and just nails it. 
it's like, w what are we supposed to do to beat that? I mean, when players are making those kind of shots, it, it does make it tough, especially down the stretch when you're trying to mount a comeback. So. Yeah, and it seems like every team, the minute women play, they sort of go up against this shooter that sort of runs runs the floor. It's this one particular player we know. Next game coming up, Davidson, they have four players averaging double digits. We sort of touched upon that a little bit with Coach. But, I mean, you know, how, how do you even go about stopping four players with double digits? I mean, I, we know that this is a pretty pretty good defensive team, but do you guys have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we've seen the lineups go small in the past few games, too. We've seen kind of a stretch forward with Haley Liddell. So, I mean, maybe, I mean, if boxing out is going to be a key in this game, you don't want to have any second chance opportunities for uh, Davidson. So, you might see even Asia McCoy get some time again or, or even two bigs down low to try to make sure that no second chance opportunities get had. But then you, you talk about how there's four different players who are averaging double digits for Davidson. So, yeah, it's just going to be a matchup problem. For UMass, they're just going to have to make sure that they're not allowing open shots and making people make shots, not just giving them open looks or even letting them get to the basket on any drives. So, yeah, I think I think that's a great point to mention that McCoy could very well see a good amount of time, especially with so many shooters. They're going to need you know as many as many premier defenders on the court as they can get. Um, obviously, Philoxy and um, not to mention Brehampton Bay will probably spend a lot of time on the floor just doing doing a good job of probably locking down players. We know they're gritty, and they do a good job of getting hands in defen uh, offensive players' faces. So I, I wouldn't really expect anything less from Coach Verdi to, you know, sort of have a defensive-minded uh, scheme going into this game. Yeah, I think if you look at anything from the last time uh, UMass played Davidson, it was, like Coach said, the offensive rebounds for Davidson that really hurt. They got 17 offensive rebounds. So, I mean, anytime you're allowing uh, the other team to get second-chance opportunities like that, especially when it's, like Coach Reddy said, for kick-out threes, it's going to hurt. So uh, I think that, yeah, rebounding is definitely going to be a huge, huge key in this game. Right, and now this is even a team that can they can hold their own too. Not only rebounds, but offensive rebounds. We've seen, you know, that the two games that were at the Mullen Center just had an insane amount of offensive rebounds. It seems like yes, the Minute Women uh, are on the shorter side. It was especially apparent against URI, who had, you know, players that were up up upwards of seven. They had a bunch of tall players. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, you had you had small guards going up for balls more like they were kind of sort of tipping it back to the perimeter. Um, and, you know, I think that's a good mentality. If you can't if you're not tall enough to go up with two hands and maybe grab a shot uh, for the, the complete rebound, then maybe it's just a matter of, you know, sort of getting a hand up there, kicking the ball out and hoping that, you know, one of your players uh, behind the perimeter can can snag it and reset the shot clock, get another opportunity. Yeah, and I think it's also about gaining position. I think we see Haley Liddell do a really good job all the time of boxing out and getting positioning on players to make sure that she has a good chance for a rebound. And and then if the, if the offensive rebounds are coming for the minute woman, like we saw in that uh, Duquesne game, it wasn't even necessarily second-chance points, but it was just chewing up the clock. So uh, offensive rebounds are always key in a game, especially like this one where, I mean, I think the guards are going to have to rebound themselves and get in there and, and be willing to get in the paint with some of the bigger players. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job actually of controlling the clock and possession wise, like you mentioned, even if it even if the you know, offensive rebound, the second chance didn't necessarily necessarily result in points, I think that, you know, they still did a good job of keeping the ball out of the hands of their opponents. And really when it comes down to it, clock management's a huge thing, especially when, you know, you you might be lacking in some areas you can make up for 
you know, controlling the ball more, having more possessions, keeping the ball out of the hands of your opponent. So definitely doing a good job of that. They need to keep doing what they're doing, getting up there, getting the offensive boards, and even if they don't convert, uh, know that, you know, they're, they're still doing a good job. I think also overall in that Davidson game earlier in the season that UMass was able to win on the road, I mean, it shows that it was really just a strong shooting performance that night. They went 45% from the field compared to Davidson's 31%. So that's another thing that, I mean, you can't always have that every night. You can't just turn that on like a switch. But if you can have the shooting going, it's going to be obviously huge in any game. But it's, it proved earlier in the season that that was the key in that game. So if they can get the ball going in early, get some, some scoring bursts from players like Haley Liddell or even like we talked about Destiny Filoxi who give the whole team a momentum boost and get everyone behind them, get the bench going, I think that's important early on. So that's definitely a key to look out for too. It's kind of a breakout game for Vash Perry as well, 18 points, something that we haven't yeah, seen out yeah. of Vash. You know, really since since last season, you know, we've seen bursts of tremendous basketball from Vash. Uh, Destiny Flux came off the bench in that game. Obviously, this was before she was in the starting lineup. Five points over 16 minutes. Haley Liddell led the charge, 15 uh, as well, uh, up there with 18 for Vash. You know, if, if the scoring threats can, can come through there, the rebounding can work out, you know, if everything can be put together against a good team like, like Davidson, you know, UMass has shown, and, and, and Jessica George talked about it a little bit, you know, UMass has shown that they can go out and beat a team like Davidson. It's just a matter of putting all the pieces together for, for 40 minutes. Yeah, and having a, a team coalition. But also, you know, like we've talked about just now, fellas, you know, with the emergence of Philoxy going into the starting lineup, Brehampton Bay going back into the starting five, you know, there are options. You know, everyone everyone that's on this team, you know, there, there is some depth, there is some options that, you know, everyone is able to contribute, and I think that can only help UMass. You mentioned Brehampton Bay. I think if, if she can get to the rim early and start to clog up the lane a little bit, making defenders almost have to be aware of her driving to the driving to the rim. We see her get the ball in her right hand with a little bit of momentum off the screen, and it's almost there's no stopping her going downhill. So mm-hmm. maybe if defenders are kind of on their heels a little bit early on, it might open things up for the rest of the team moving forward in the game. I would totally agree. Uh, that's about all the time we have for today, though, so we'll cut the conversation a little bit short. Uh, we want to thank Colin Cronin back in the studio uh, for engineering, as always. Thanks for Ryan for coming on the show and stopping by. Uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to the UMass Women's Basketball Show. Special thanks again to Coach Tori Verdi for stopping by, uh, Ryan Gallant for being our source of information and facilitator. A lot of thanks going out today. Uh, you can expect to hear from us every Friday morning at 11 o'clock as we wrap up the week in UMass Women's Basketball. Until then, take care and continue listening to WMUA 91.1 FM for our regularly scheduled program. This is UMass Athletics.